When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode has been sponsored by Jay McLaughlin. Jay McLaughlin is a timeless lifestyle brand with incredible style and a spirit of connection. I am obsessed with Jay McLaughlin and have been so honored that they are sponsoring my Zibiverse tour. It just so happens that the tour goes to so many communities and areas of the country that have Jay McLaughlin stores. And I love that the brand is philanthropic through Jay McLaughlin's local and loyal programming, host store events to give back to organizations that are meaningful to Jay McLaughlin's local communities. I also love the fact that the clothes are just so chic They make me feel polished and modern, and the best part is that most of the line comes in fabrics that don't wrinkle. I especially love the dresses, the cashmere sweaters, the other sweaters. You'll see them all over my Instagram. I typically tag at McLaughlin, and so you can check it out. It is absolutely one of my favorite brands, and I am over the moon excited to be working with them. In fact, I want to share the love with all of you. Jay McLaughlin is giving 20% off new customers, and listeners of my podcast with special code ZIBBY20, capital Z-I-B-B-Y 20. That's 20% off for new customers and listeners of the podcast with special code capital Z-ZIBBY20. Take advantage of it today. My favorites are this white, open, long cashmere sweater that I've been wearing on every flight that I've taken on this tour. I have a blue with light blue horizontal striped sweater, several dresses I even wore on Corning America. Check it out, Jay McLaughlin. Thanks so much. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast that you're listening to right now, thank you so much, called Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. It is a daily podcast, 365 days a year, and each day we talk to an author about all of the things related to their career, their book, their life, and more in 30 minutes or less, because who has time? I am now an author myself, although I wasn't when I started this podcast, and you can get my new memoir, Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature, wherever books are sold starting July 1st, and my children's book, Princess Charming. You can learn more about me at zibbyowens.com, but really, you're here to learn more about the authors, and that is what we're going to do. Also, be sure to check out all the other podcasts in the Zcast Podcast Network. You can learn more at zcastnetwork.com. And definitely check out those shows as well. Katie Hafner is the author of The Boys, a novel. 
Katie is a journalist and author who writes frequently for the New York Times and the Washington Post. She is also the host and co-executive producer of the popular podcast, Lost Women of Science. She is the author of six nonfiction books, including Mother, Daughter, Me, a memoir, A Romance on Three Legs, Glenn Gould's Obsessive Quest for the Perfect Piano, and Where Wizards Stay Up Late, The Origins of the Internet with Matthew Lyon. And that's it. I mean, not that's it, but those are the books. The Boys is her first novel. She lives in San Francisco with her husband, Bob Wachter, and their miniature poodle, Newman. Welcome, Katie. Thanks so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss The Boys and your career and your other books and everything else. Oh, thank you for having me. (laughs) So why don't we start... Well, first, tell listeners what your book is about. So we have a frame (laughs) of reference. (laughs) Yeah, this is always the, like, what is your book about? Yeah, sorry. So it's, so it's, first of all, it's my first novel. I know, congratulations. Yeah, I'm a journalist. I like to say I'm a journalist who just kind of got an idea for fiction and ran with it. And before I knew it, I had a book. And it's about, it's it's what I've come to understand is called the, the relationship genre. And in fact, you could narrow it down to the troubled relationship genre. And it's really about the challenges of relationships, particularly between people who are opposites and particularly during a pandemic, even though the pandemic is more of the backdrop and not definitely not the centerpiece of, of, of the story. And then it's about adding children to the mix and how children are often intended to lubricate the rough edges of a relationship, they can also serve to be one more source of friction. And so in it's that kind of writ small in this relationship between my two main characters. So one of your characters has two brothers, right? Isn't that what it is? That two brothers come and they become their like foster children. Yeah, one of the characters actually, they should be the brothers, but they're, uh, they end up, it's the, the main character is named Ethan. He's completely, he's very socially awkward, but in a very endearing kind of way. And he falls in love with this woman named Barb and they get married and they're really opposite. She's very gregarious. She's very outgoing. And he uh, gets very worried about having kids. and because for reasons I won't go into, but he's totally neurotic about it. And she talks him into it. They can't have kids. So they adopt. Well, the, first they they take in these foster kids and that's the kids who, that's who the boys are. It's these two kids. Imagine taking in these foster kids from Russia. <laughs> so, I know I thought rough. about that, by the way, with from Ukraine. I was like, I could just take a few Ukrainians. and Yeah, a couple right. ki- kids from Russia. They don't speak any English. And right, yeah. anyway, then the pandemic comes and he gets like kind of overly attached to these boys and it drives. And that's when kind of tragedy sets in and it drives her away. Barb, who you don't really know what to make of her in the first half of the book. And then after she leaves, he takes the boys on this bike trip to Italy. You know, those upscale bike trips. Yeah where they take everything. I've seen pictures. (laughs) They take all your luggage and everything. So he takes the boys on this bike trip to Italy. And then that's where the, there's a twist. And that's where the, this reveal comes in. And that's what 
I think it's what's getting the book some early attention is like, how did she pull off this reveal? I didn't know how I'd do it when I started, but I kind of figured it out. And the reveal comes pretty late. I mean, it comes in the last third of the book. And then you then you see the rest of the story through. Have you seen the movie The Sixth Sense or Get Out? No. Oh, that's right. You have four kids. So <laughs> moms don't have time to watch movies. So so there's this amazing, it's a the sixth sense is this very famous movie where you don't learn until the last minute of the film what was going on for the you know the first hour and 59 minutes. And this is a little bit like that because you want to go back in the sixth sense, you want to go back and look for the clues. Same with the movie Get Out. So that's what this is. It's a little sneaky. (laughs) (laughs) So you've written narrative nonfiction books, memoir, everything. What was it about this? Which part of this is it converted you to becoming a novelist? So the the way I got the idea was that my daughter and I, who's now in her 20s, we, we were on one of these bike trips and something happened one night. Someone said something, and I can't tell you what it is because that would give it away. Okay. And my daughter turned to me and she said, Mom, that's a novel. Ooh. <laughs> and and I had, I'd written maybe one short story in my life that never got published. It was like in college. And I said, you're right. And so, you know how most people would say, you're right. You know, maybe Ann Patchett would write something like that. Or, you know, and I thought, well, why don't I try it? And I just... Zippy, I just, my imagination went a little crazy because it's the kind of story you'd hear this story and you'd think, what could possibly have been going on to create this situation? And so that's, I just thought, you know, why not? I mean, I've been a journalist for a very long time, most of that time with the New York Times, kind of tyrannized by facts, you know, getting stuff right. You wake up in the middle of the night and you think, oh my gosh, did that name Carol have an E at the end? You know, and then are we going to have to run a correction? I've had to run some really embarrassing corrections and you just hate it. It's the corrections are just so frightening. And I thought, okay, well, in fiction, it's like, how old is she? Well, I don't know. How old do you think she should be? (laughs) Right. So it's very different because I've written six previous books of nonfiction and everything has to be correct. However, I can say that my life as a reporter has informed this book to no end. Like for a while, I've been writing about older adults and loneliness, which is a huge problem among older adults, especially those who live alone. And I just ran with it in this book. And I made one of the main characters a psychologist who studies the phenomenon of loneliness among older adults. And it's something I did a big story for the Times about it a few years ago and decided to turn that into part of the book. So I think that a lifetime of reporting helps a lot because it grounds, you know, I think that a reporter, it's a very perilous to try to write fiction if you're a journalist, because it's like, oh, you know, it's like so liberating. It could, people, a lot of journalists kind of go off the deep end. Do you know what I mean? Like there's this famous 
New York Times reporter who shall remain unnamed, who wrote, who years and years and years ago wrote this incredibly raunchy book. I mean, the first pages are like, ooh, and you, I mean, you don't even want to touch it. <laughs> like, and he's like this, you know, schlubby little guy <laughs> in this room. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> It is uh, it is troublesome to see inside some people's imagination and have it not be. I know, very troubling. But... Oh my gosh, yeah, like get me out of here. But the I think he's a prime example of someone who who was too unrestrained by the fiction. So fiction can be for journalists both liberating and paralyzing because anything can happen. I mean, you can go anywhere with the story. So. I needed to kind of know what was going to happen so that I wouldn't go too crazy. So that was an interesting, an interesting exercise. Wow. And how long did that whole process take you? About three years. You know, I thought it would be easy because it's like, oh, you just make it up. And <laughs> versus nonfiction, where it's like you're reporting and you're traveling and you're in archives and you're interviewing a hundred people and for very, very different reasons. You know, there's continuity and there's the plot and there's the seeding of the story. Well, you know the whole thing, you know, you have to... And then I had to drop the clues, the beginning of the book, and then I had to wrap it up plausibly in the latter half of the book. And I had to have make sure that the reader didn't lose faith because there's so much of a leap of imagination the reader is then asked to take. So it went through a lot of drafts. And then when Cindy Spiegel in her reincarnated Spiegel and Grau, she read it. And she said that when she read the reveal, she just started to laugh. She just said, what? <laughs> so that's why she wanted the book, which isn't to say it didn't need like a total overhaul, which it did and it got. And thanks to her, she's a genius. I mean, she just gets it. She understands fiction and she understands story and she understands characters. And I think that one thing that I didn't have a problem with was dialogue because I'm a reporter, so I'm quoting people all the time. So I know what actual real people have said. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> so... It's been a journey. <laughs> no, it's amazing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And Speedline Grau is another, is a publisher that just launched last year, their first books, right? And right. how did you decide, like what made you decide to go with them? So I had been at, it was then Random House, now Penguin Random House. And it's so easy to get lost in like the machine, the Random House machine. And I just, and I'd been at Simon and Schuster and I'd been at Scribner and then at Bloomsbury. And I just thought, I just want to go with a really small house. I just, I was thinking like just a very, a literary house. I just didn't want to do that again with the big people. And they've gotten even bigger, right? They've consolidated even more and they just, they have their stars. And I just wanted to be, and also, I had, in fact, Cindy and Julie, Cindy Spiegel and Julie Grau had been, they had wanted this memoir that I wrote, Mother, Daughter, Me, that Susan Camel at Penguin Random House then bought. And they said to me later that they always considered me the fish that got away, mm-hmm. which is nice to hear. And so when the the boys came to Cindy's attention, she just, she wanted it. She She took it. So... Knowing it needed like a total re- overhaul. <laughs> wow. Can you tell me more? I have to go back now and read your memoir. Tell me more about your memoir. Well, the memoir and, you know, I would, I would counsel people to think very hard before embarking on a memoir. The memoir was really a tough one to write. It was about my mother. It was about three generations of women under one roof. So my mother... And my daughter, who was a teenager at the time, and me, that's why it's called Mother, Daughter, Me, living, we we brought my mother to live with us in San Francisco. I was a single mom. My husband had died. Mm-hmm. It was, we were, my daughter and I were like the walking wounded. And I thought it would be this wonderful thing. It was t- such wishful thinking. <laughs> it was like a total fairy tale. Like, oh, we'll all live together and it'll be our year in Provence and (laughs) year in purgatory and then pure hell. And then it didn't go well, partly because my mother didn't raise me. So you build up this fantasy of the mother you think you have. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the mother I actually have, which isn't to say she's in any way a bad person. She just... It, I had superimposed my fantasy on who she would be living with me. And I think my daughter did the same thing. You know, we yearned for family. We had lost her dad. It was an unmitigated catastrophe. And so she ended up moving out. And it's it's very upsetting. And she was very, very upset by the book and, does, and doesn't speak to me. So Really? Yeah. And she kept the... Lawyers at Random House, very, very busy for quite a while. So that's why I'm saying to people, um, yeah, I know, I know. So 
no wonder I wanted to write fiction, right? Oh, plus I want, I had so many kind of dodgy characters in my own life. I had a super terrible childhood where we, my sister and I were taken away from our mother when we were very little. And I was in the step family from hell and it was terrible. And so I thought, well, there were so many dodgy characters in my life. I was going to write a novel and tell me what you think of this, where everyone is a good person at their core. And I think that what a lot of people say is that goodness writes white, i.e. bland. And I just thought, you know what, let the other people write the dark books. What what do you think? Do you like edgy stuff? I think everybody being nice and good. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Not everybody has to be malicious. As long as there's some sort of conflict. There is a conflict. Right? (laughs) Well, there's a conflict between these really good people. And you think the reader is misled into thinking that Barb, the wife, is like nasty. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get it. I know. But she's really good. So, yeah. This is like my husband only wanted to hear good news for a while. You know? like oh, a- I, same, same. I've started subscribing to Nice News. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. But I just had on a podcast. It's not called Nice News, but it's similar. Anyway, I'm blanking on the name. Good News Nation, maybe. Anyway, it's all, like it's all posting about good news. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like that. I think we need a little. Yeah. More <laughs> I know. In our life. So if people want to go live in Ethan and Barb's world for, you know, it's a quick read, like a couple of days, then why not? And then we can worry about the fact that nobody can get an abortion anymore. Yeah, exactly. My God. Yeah. I know. I know. Wait, can I ask how your husband died? You don't have to answer. He died. So we had met when we were growing up in Western Massachusetts. Our fathers started a college in Amherst, Massachusetts together, Hampshire College. And um, so we met when I was 10 and he was 11. And, you know, we were together on and off through high school. And then he came and kind of found me when I was older and we got married and we had our daughter. And when he was 45, perfect health, perfect health, perfect he just had a physical, he had perfect blood pressure, perfect cholesterol, ran five miles a day, played a lot of tennis and was on a treadmill. I mean, classic story when he was 45 and our daughter was eight and yeah. So. And he had a heart uh, attack? He had a heart attack. I know. But like I'm um, 45 and I have an eight year old. This is like terrible. This is the worst. I mean, you know, it's terrible. I mean, because I'm so sorry this happened to you. I can't even, I mean, it's terrible. It's really terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's been a while and he, I often think, I mean, just, I think it's the fact that he can't see her just have, she has blossomed unbelievably. She just got her MD and is starting her residency and she's a star and she's beautiful and she looks abs 100% like him. She is him. And in so many ways. So, and he and I had named her after someone we went to high school with in Amherst. So I know it's, uh, I mean, we've moved, we have moved on. I'm remarried to someone who I adore. And he read my novel, this person I'm read, married to now, he must have read it, I don't know, 20 times. Oh, I know. <laughs> he doesn't even read. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How many books have you read in the last year? Oh, 20. Well, it was the same one. And it was a manuscript. <laughs> 20. <laughs> it was all different each time, a little bit different. <laughs> That's really funny. It is very funny. Where, where do you where do you live? Where did so you- we we live in San Francisco, but I'm talking to you now from New Hampshire because we have a house, a summer house in New Hampshire. And so we're here now, but he has a job that is not very mobile. So he has to go home tomorrow and go back to work. And so, but he helped me bring the dog out. And, and he is at the same, he's at UCSF, which is a really great medical school. And to, he's chair of medicine there. And he's so proud of her, of my daughter. So I know, I know. I know. So, oh my goodness. Well, after all of your whole writing career and everything you've gone through, and is there anything you wish you'd done differently? Or do you feel like it was meant to be that now the novel is coming out? Well, you know, my stepsister, who's who I'm still very close to, she just read it. And she said, I should read it to you. She said, she's great. She has a wonderful critical eye. She used to be the literary director of the Actors Theater of Louisville. And she said, you have a novelist sensibility, my dear. Plot is your new best friend. And I know, isn't that nice? So thank you, Julie, for saying that. And uh, she pointed out a few inconsistencies, which we won't dwell on here. Uh, I said, yeah, I kind of knew about that, but I was just so tired. <laughs> that's really, that's funny. So I don't regret, I think, I mean, maybe I'm gilding the lily here, but I think I needed to wait all these years to write a novel just because I needed that store of knowledge and wisdom. And I think I would have written like Kafka-like dark stuff mm-hmm. in my younger years and now it's like why do that yeah so let other as i've said like let all those other people be dark (laughs) we're sticking with the good (laughs) yeah (laughs) amazing well katie thank you so much this has been really fun i think you should put plot is your new best friend up on the fridge or something like that (laughs) i just love that Okay, thanks, Evie, and congratulations. Thank you. And is is your book called Bookends? It is. What's the subtitle? I can't read that there. Love, Loss, and Literature. Oh, wow. I talk about all the other books I've read along the way through the of my own life. So I'll send you a copy if you want. I'm trying to send it to all the guests on the podcast. Yeah, please do. That's great. It's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. You too. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. 
MoonPig.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.